This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight. What an honor, what a surprise. From the surprises to the showstoppers. Only E.T. is backstage at the ACM Awards. Honestly, it felt amazing. Who made it a date night? Well, it's about to get more fun. Plus, the best fashion moments. The pants. Oh! Our standing room only. (laughs) Then, did Prince Philip's funeral help heal the royal rift? Why Harry could stay in the U.K. longer than expected. The boys both looked quite tense and drop it like it's hot only drop where was like Snoop Dogg for his drop first like day on The Voice dropping truth bombs about all the coaches if we would have been in school together we both would have been getting suspended E.T. starts now I think it's going to be a minute before he's partying again after battling COVID, but uh, what a busy night for Luke Bryan. He was just part of two live network shows, and Rachel Smith, it looks like my man Luke warriored up. Warrior, is that even a word, Kev? Come on now, buddy. But you are right, my friend, because Luke, he took home top honor yet again at the ACM Awards right here in Nashville. Luke Bryan! We were down to one thing. Oh, my 
God, y'all got me? Luke won Entertainer of the Year for the third time last night, something to celebrate after a rough patch, including a positive COVID test and a year away from the stage. I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't had ups and downs and bouts of kind of depression stuff, but you learn that at your core, I mean, being out on stage in front of your fans, it's a big part of my happiness as a human being too. Luke juggled the ACMs with his return to Idol. You were missed, glad to see you're feeling better, but I know you were texting Katie and Lionel and everybody. Oh, I mean, somebody, they, keep, they keep saying that Luke was not there. Oh, he was there, we just didn't see it. Yeah, he, you know, he walked in, he looks like uh, he's, re he's ready to go, but there was definitely a different fun energy of like, oh yeah, the, the, the click is back yeah, together. Yeah. messing with my click. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God, my father. Idol alum Carrie Underwood took us all to church with her performance with CeCe Winans. Tell my trophies, at last I lay down. The 38-year-old was up for video of the year, which went to Kane Brown. He hit the ACM stage with Chris Young. It felt amazing being without a year before we played like an actual live band show. It was just so fun just to get back up there. Thomas Rhett. Did you grow up on a tractor? Thomas Rhett, who also performed one male artist of the year. The 31-year-old thanked his three daughters. This is one of the nights of the year where we let our girls stay up till you know, 10 o'clock, 10.30. What did they say um, to Papa? My wife just said congrats and sent me a video of our kids just saying congrats, Daddy. And it was date night for Devil winner Marin Morris. Just a typical Sunday fun day for you and Ryan, right? Yeah, well, it's about to get more fun. I'm about to go drink, so. Oh. Yeah, Marin and her shirtless hubby, Ryan Hurd, let loose after her tearful win for The Bones, which she wrote while dating Ryan. The house don't fall when my bones are good. It's sort of like a fine wine. It's like aged in meaning and in sound. Yeah, that kind of hit me tonight on stage. The new parents, whose son Hayes was watching last night, also delivered the night's most electric performance. And speaking of husband and wife duets. Miranda agreed to fill in kind of last minute. Album of the Year winner Chris Stapleton was supposed to perform with wife Morgan, so why was he singing with Miranda Lambert? Turns out Dula Morgan had a family emergency. I think my sister-in-law's in labor right now. My wife was kind of on baby watch. Miranda performed three times, including opening with soon-to-be mom Elle King. Obviously, Elle's pregnant. So. Yeah, well, I just have to drink for two, so it's <laughs> more fun for me. <laughs> the record-holding ACM winner was shut out last night, but had fun dancing with wine backstage and on the red carpet with both Elle and heavy Brendan. I get to be uh, Barbie Elvis with Elle, and yes. then I get to be my normal self. He's just chill about it all. New female artist winner Gabby Barrett performed with her fellow Idol alum turned husband, Kate Fainer. What a journey you've had, Thank young lady. You. Big year for me. The pair who met while competing back in 2018 just welcomed little Bayla May in January. Super blessed. My little three-month-old baby is home sleeping right now. 
Co-host Keith Urban flew solo without wife Nicole Kidman, who's in LA shooting Being the Ricardos. He played double duty, rolling out the debut performance of his electrifying single, Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed, tumbleweed. Keith nailed it, despite telling me he was nervous. I've never played this song with my band outside of the studio. I'm a little freaked out, but at the same time, a bit giddy. There was no one happier last night than Carly Pierce and Lee Bryce. They took the stage to perform I Hope You're Happy Now, which also won Single of the Year. I cannot even believe this. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm gonna try really hard not to cry. Bye! Carly told me backstage, all this recognition is a bright light after going through a heartbreaking divorce from fellow country singer Michael Ray last year. In a time where then our world shut down, my personal life shut down, and it just feels so special to have it validated through country music in this way. She also beat out Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani for the Music Event of the Year Award. If we don't win, it's we'll know it's rigged. <laughs> Gwen skipped the show, but Blake performed a medley, including his first number one hit from 20 years ago, Austin. This is Austin. Two decades later, you're still killing the game. It's weird. I'm literally the luckiest guy in country music. Well, Blake's got another big music event coming up tonight. Snoop Dogg's making his debut on The Voice as Mega Mentor, and we have the exclusive one-on-one. -on -one. Tell me a little bit about each one of the judges. Blake is like Snoop Dogg. We, if we would have been in school together, we both would have been getting suspended. Kelly, she reminds me of a teacher like, that I went to school with. Nick is like the player coach. He's like the one who's closest to these singers that's on the show. Like, because it's like he's still in their lane. John Legend. You could tell that he's a professional because he only makes music that makes you cry, want to have a baby, get <laughs> married, or stay together. <laughs> what coach would you like to collaborate the most with outside of this? I think me and Blake will make a monster jam. Get a, get a bunch of his favorite stuff to drink and get a bunch of my favorite stuff to do. And hello. You like country? I love country. Well, howdy, cowboy. It may happen, man. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I think Blake is in L.A. now. His wife is from Orange County, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they relocating this way. By the way, uh, you just called you just called Gwen Blake's wife. Do you know something we don't know? That's his fiance. Right. <laughs> I'm just jumping the gun. You, I'm just jumping the gun. You know me. In case you missed it, it was a big weekend, by the way, for Snoop, who crushed it as a boxing analyst as Jake Paul won yet another fight. All right, let's move on to the princes. Prince Harry and William didn't throw on the gloves. Instead, the brothers showed a united front at their grandfather Prince Philip's funeral. Our royal expert, Katie Nichol, was just outside the chapel where apparently the healing has begun. I was very close to the brothers um, and able to observe was they were very tense as they walked into that chapel. As they came out of it, you could see some of that tension diffuse. Duchess Kate appeared to be the peacemaker between the two brothers as they emerged from St. George's Chapel following the emotional service. You know, she loved Harry. He said she is the sister that he never had. She has been heartbroken to see them fall out. I certainly think she played quite an important role in getting the brothers to the point where they were able to engage in a conversation, of course, in front of the world's press. A lip reader analyzed the brothers' chat and deciphered William saying, absolutely beautiful service. Harry's supposed response, it was as he wanted it. It was certainly the thawing of the ice. 
The Queen poignantly sat alone during the less than one hour service. Her final farewell, a handwritten note she placed on the top of Philip's casket and signed Lilibet, her childhood nickname. He is probably the last person to have called her Lilibet, and I think there will be great poignancy in that, that she will never be called Lilibet again. Now the big question is, when will Harry return to the U.S.? The Queen will turn 95 on Wednesday. I'm sure he'd love to be here for her birthday, but I think there's also a part of him that is understandably keen to get back to his heavily pregnant wife and his little boy. Now, because the Queen is in mourning, there won't be a big celebration for her birthday. All right, turning to Jessica Biel, outnumbered at home. It is a wild, crazy fun ride. Her first interview since secretly welcoming baby number two with JT. One is, is a lot, and two is a thousand. Then. God. Why this 911 pregnancy felt all too real for Jennifer Love Hewitt. I broke a lot of blood vessels in my face. Then our iconic leading men of the 90s series kicks off with Patrick Duffy. If you say iconic, I'll be your guy. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. started to sleep train and he was doing so great and then all of his teeth started to come in. Oh no. And now nobody is sleeping again. So Jessica Beale sharing a rare update on baby Phineas now. He is the son that Jessica and Justin Timberlake had during the pandemic in total secrecy like nobody knew. Meanwhile, that is six-year-old Silas. We knew he was coming. And here's another proud mom, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's telling us all about her kids at home and the one she's having on TV. It just feels like it's going so fast. You're nine and a half months pregnant. It's not that fast. Oh, oh my God. They decided to have like an on-set photographer that day. We tried to do it real, so it is not my most attractive moment. And with both of my children, I labored for a long time, but I pushed only twice. So I never pushed for like nine hours straight. And I broke a lot of blood vessels in my face. One of our um, medical experts on the show, like at one point she was like, if a baby doesn't actually come out of there right now, I'm gonna be amazed. <laughs> yep, it's a big episode for Jennifer tonight on 911 and also on Fox, the spring premiere of 911 Lone Star. The show's favorite couple goes from being emergency responders to the ones fighting for their lives. And we've got the exclusive. I think there's a real sense of fear. I'm really looking at Jim like, what do we, you know, for what to do? This episode could be a almost a standalone moment. It's almost like, the, it feels like a, a version of the notebook. Your love is so strong in this thing. I just, I just love it. it oh my goodness. I mean, connection and chemistry like you have never seen. These two are special on screen, Kevin. Feels like us. Feels like Feels us. Like <laughs> uh, ah! <laughs> hey, um, can we catch up with another TV icon? The one and only Patrick Duffy. You've come a long way since Bobby Ewing. Is a step-by-step -step reboot in the works? We got a show. And Patrick's unbelievable pandemic love story. In the middle of a Colorado Springs street, I'm dropping trowel outside my car. <laughs> then. Your spanks, and they're rolled up for your convenience. The stars of the ACMs tell all about their red carpet style. Can I have this? They go, uh, no. <laughs>
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Welcome back to E.T. Well, the ACM fashion brought us a mix of high-end couture to country casual. But no matter the spin, all the stars gave us 100% red carpet glamour. Hi, honey. Look at you. Looking radiant tonight. I love the fact that I've got curves now. Like, I was eating short ribs before the ACM Awards. Do it all. Like, who cares? They're spanks, and they're rolled up for your convenience. Can I go in this dress somewhere? I gotta go. <laughs> Carly Pierce was ready to party in her hot pink Monique Lillier number with a sexy slit. Her bestie Kelsey Ballerini also showed some leg in a strapless emerald Dolce & Gabbana gown before making a quick change for her performance. Let's go, girls. Miranda Lambert kicked off the show, rocking a look she dubbed Barbie Elvis, twinning with El King before she went full on country western in denim. And speaking of switching it up, host Mickey Guyton gave us all the glam, stunning in seven different outfits during the three hour show. And not gonna lie, presenter Leslie Jordan gets our award for best ACM debut. The pants uh -huh. oh, are standing room only. I hope they don't ask me to see it because they poured me into these pants. But look, isn't this gorgeous? You are I looking hard. Can I have this? They go, uh, no. <laughs> Ooh, Leslie looking like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> All right, well, now let's head to the fashion capital of the U.S., New York City, where Nichelle Turner is working on a very special project. Hey there, Nichelle. Hey, Rage, New York City sure does miss you, but I'm here right now because I'm working on a brand new show for CBS that's debuting this summer. It's called Secret Celebrity Renovation. It's so good, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. But right now, let's go back to this CBS classic, Dallas, and Mr. Bobby Ewing himself, Patrick Duffy. He's kicking off our week-long celebration of iconic leading men of 90s TV, and to say that he's excited to be a part of this, well, that would be an understatement. We are doing this this franchise, the iconic I men know. of the 90s. I know. We promised to give it a shot, right? When you hear that, and that's attached to Patrick Duffy, what do you think about that word, iconic? It's better than being ARP's sexiest man still alive. <laughs> you know, so I'll take anything I can get at this stage. The now 72-year-old is just as charming as ever, and there's no other word but icon to describe his 90s domination. Oh, my God. In 
1991, he ended a 13-year reign playing Bobby Ewing in the legendary primetime drama, Dallas. Tell me about Bobby Ewing. How would you describe him? God. You look like you just saw a ghost. Listen, there was a lot of us who worshiped at the church of Bobby oh, Ewing. Okay, well then there you go. <laughs> okay. I don't know what kind of kicks you get out of hurting people, but it's time you started paying for it. What? Duffy told me off screen, he had a real life brotherhood with co-star Larry Hagman. Larry was from the moment we met, we became best friends to literally, I was with him maybe an hour and a half before he died. And Linda Gray, we were the Three Musketeers. It was the best job I ever had. I got to play with my two best friends for 16 years. When the show was finally canceled, I had two weeks off and signed my step-by-step -step contract. Step step, were you ready to do a comedy? Well, I was ready. Uh, I'm not sure the world was. Patrick's on-screen wife, Suzanne Summers, even had her doubts when we visited the set of the TGIF family sitcom in 1991. My first, when they said Patrick Duffy, I said, yeah, but is he funny? You know, I mean, I've only seen him on Dallas. You've, got, you've come a long way since Bobby Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be lost without me. <laughs> Suzanne became my Larry. Best friends first day. Well, we're in the land of reboots. Would you ever think about revisiting that with her? The step-by-step -step reboot has been discussed. We were one of the first sitcoms where the two adults had a real sexual relationship. Which other's best presents? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I unwrap mine now? <laughs> okay, and we cut. We cut. <laughs> so if we go back and do the show again at 71 and whatever. Come on, I think that audiences need to see that. Okay, honey. <laughs> we got a show. Patrick's honey is the new love in his life, former Happy Days actress Linda Pearl. You really are a great-looking couple. Oh, <laughs> thank, really you. thank you. Thank you. Their quarantine love story is one for the ages. They began a long-distance Zooming relationship for months before Patrick got in his car and drove a day straight and arrived on her doorstep. I was standing out in the driveway jumping up and down. I made a total fool of myself. It's remarkable that you didn't turn around. No. <laughs> Well, and the other side of it is that I drove all those hours and I was five minutes from her house and I pulled over because I was in my 23-hour driving clothes. And in the middle of a Colorado Springs street, I'm dropping trowel outside my outside my car. I'm, I'm putting on a good pair of slacks. And I took a water bottle and I put on my hair. I gargled, smelled my breath, got back in the car and drove up like, this is how I look. That is absolutely the cutest story that I have ever heard. Now, tomorrow, TGIF fans will love this. We are hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mark Curry shares untold stories from his classic sitcom, The Man Has Props. And here's the big question, is a reboot coming? Yeah, he's ready. All right, coming up, remembering Alma Wahlberg, sweet moments from our ET vault with her proud sons, Donnie and Mark. That's next. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I looked out my front door today, and there was a brand new car sitting out there with the big red bow on it. That was one of my favorite moments with Alma Wahlberg telling me how Mark surprised her with a car. Alma passed away at the age of 78 after suffering from dementia. Mark posted this tribute, my angel, rest in peace. Donnie shared a video full of their precious moments together. And I want you to listen to what he told us with his mom right by his side. Whatever humility we have, it came from her. My goal was for them to grow up and care about each other and just be good people. They just don't make them like her anymore, you know? They really don't. You did good, Alma. Rest in peace. Take care, everybody. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.